Welcome to the Christy Says Things podcast. I'm your host, Christy Gomez, and if you are someone who knows there is more to life but don't know just what it is quite yet, or maybe you're a beginner in the world of woo-woo and want to learn more, then you're in the right spot. Each week on the podcast, I share lessons learned from amazing guests, helpful tips and tricks to master life, and share stories from my own personal growth. Well, let's do this, shall we? Grab a drink, grab a snack, and let's chat. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Christy Says Things podcast. Today, we have a special guest on the episode. His name is Leroy. I think you are really going to enjoy this conversation that we had together. Leroy is a men's mental health coach. He is also a certified Reiki healer. He is a longtime fitness fanatic. He has been a pro wrestler for quite a few years and also has spent the last six years as an Orange Theory fitness coach, which you'll get to learn more about him here in a minute but we have a great conversation and we get to talk a lot about ways, tangible ways that we can help our significant others, specifically males, with some of their struggles with relationships and opening up. But also at the end, Leroy is going to walk us through a Reiki healing, which is super exciting. And I thought it was amazing personally. So I hope you love it too. So go ahead and get comfy, grab a drink, grab a snack, and let's chat. Welcome to the Christy Says Things podcast. You're in for a treat today as I get to introduce you to Leroy, our guest on the podcast. Leroy and I go back to 2016-ish, which seems like yesterday, but actually was years ago now, where we grand opened an Orange Theory Fitness together as coaches there back in Lincoln Park in Chicago. And we spent a little bit of time together then, but kind of kept in touch on Instagram So as I'm scrolling one day, I noticed that Leroy is up to some pretty cool things. And I thought it'd be really interesting to share with my podcast listeners. And so I said, hey, Leroy, would you do me the honor of being on the podcast? And of course, he is so kind. So he said yes. So you will get a chance to learn more about Leroy today. He one thing I remember we used to we worked together at Orange Theory, and he always had this, this smooth jazz vibe on the mic all the time, which is so, it's just like perfect for the podcast. So I'm excited to share his smooth jazz voice with you today too. It's it's a treat. So anyway, Leroy, over to you. Why don't you tell us about you personally, professionally, whatever you'd like to share? Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, Leroy Gordon from Chicago, Illinois. I am a Reiki healer. Uh, I've been doing that for several years. I am also an OTF coach is where I met Christy, been doing that uh, about six and a half years. Is, You're I think, still doing that. that? I didn't know that. that. Dang. Oh, yeah, I am. I am. I am. It's good time still. <laughs> um, jazz voice, a little bit more boomy, <laughs> a little bit more uh, sports announcery these days. Uh, I meant then, it as a compliment. Uh, I didn't want that to come across the wrong way. That was a compliment of I enjoyed no, that. No, okay. no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, they, they, you know, they get elements. They get they get similar elements. Uh, so yeah, we got Reiki, we got OTF, and we also have men's coaching. And men's coaching is, uh, you know, something I'm, I'm pretty heavily dedicated to and trying to make uh, more of my daily life. Yeah, I love that. I'm very curious to hear more about that. So that's going to be very exciting too. Uh, yeah. That's it's weird because I feel like you know in a strange sense you're not the first person that's you know kind of started off in the fitness world helping people and then it's kind of morphed into the spiritual journey. Um, I just think it's interesting that that we both chose that path. What would you say 
made you go down that path into Reiki healing or your own spiritual journey? And do you think it was like a moment that you had where you were, it just happened and you started to believe that your life was meant for something different? Or would you say it was kind of a slow process? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think um, that this is a, you say we're not the first people to do it. I think it's very common uh, to, you know, you get into fitness, which is, I think, uh, I'd like to call it entry level personal development <laughs> in a lot of ways, sure. right? And mm-hmm. uh, it can take you some places, you know, depending on how deep you go. And, you know, going from being an instructor and really, you know, teaching people how to maybe not necessarily master their body. A lot of them, you know, just beginning to even start to really feel what it is to be their body, be in their body. Um, So I think, you know, I got to the point where I was just like, yeah, I I kind of like know that this is about as far as I want to go with this. Like I found something I really love and like, how can I work with people on a higher level? How can I people help people like truly improve? Like fitness is just one aspect, you know, now I'm like, you know, that was everything for me before. Now it's, you know, body and mind and spirit and me really wanting to help like people develop in all these other ways as well. Uh, so personally for me, that kind of looked like, you know, I was working in fitness. I've been working in fitness for I don't know 14 years now, something like that. Wow. And uh, yeah. And it's just a goddamn it's enough. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, part of, you know, the other part of my life is my professional wrestling journey. And that was my childhood dream. And right around the time I was starting orange theory is around the time where I started to like, be like, you know, shed a bunch of layers, shed a bunch of limiting beliefs that said, uh, I couldn't go and be a professional wrestler. Uh, so dropped those things away and, uh, started to pursue that. And that just opened, you know, so many like, you know, gates within myself, in terms of like what I was capable of. And it really, uh, really did become a like all angles, like personal development journey from there, like optimizing myself, my body, my presence, all those things. So I could one day kind of stand on that stage and, um, you know, really pursue that heavily. But, you know, along those lines, you know, uh, during that journey, rather, it got to the point of like, you know, wrestling for about maybe when I was five or six years into wrestling, knowing that I wasn't going to like, you know, make it to the top stage or whatever and getting to the decision of like, okay, what's next? Like this was it. Like this was the dream. This was the purpose. What is my purpose going to be next? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, doing orange theory at the time and loving it, I was just like, this ain't it, <laughs> you know, this right. ain't it. This is not, you know, going to be the rest of my life. So how, Am I going to, you know, start to impact people in another way? And I started yeah. to, you know, really, you know, listen to some some guys talk personal development, you know, listen to podcasts on personal development and this whole like coaching world, which has exploded in the days of, you know, you know, especially TikTok, you know, really helping people blow up, like yeah. everybody in their minds a goddamn coach now. Uh, <laughs> but there's plenty of people in the world that need inspiration and, you know, I'm, I joined in on that, you know, trying to yeah. to help people, you know, do that. And uh, it kind of led me deeper into my own journey, uh, which gets us to men's coaching, you know, discovering what kind of coach I would be, you know, and how to be that. And, um, you know, just get interested in the topic of men. Um, I don't like really for myself was coming from a lens of like, how do I understand how to be a better man? Um, how to, you know, possibly support women in 
you know, seeking that better man. Like it was kind of my first kind of steps and it led me to men's work. Um, and this really great book called no more Mr. Nice guy, which, mm. you know, essentially was kind of dealing with a more disempowered version of a man and helping him kind of step into his masculine power. And the line that really sent me on the journey was, uh, the author said to get into a men's group, you know, be in a circle with, with guys who are, you know, really want to help you be better, but also support you when you're down, you know, guys, you can bring your emotions to and be received by. Uh, So I did that, (laughs) you know, I joined a men's group and, you know, definitely went through some, some talks and processes and, and things that I had never done before, which pushed me further into, you know, what I'll now call my healing journey. And that's when, you know, spirituality really kind of reared its beautiful head (laughs) into my life. And, um, you know, Reiki happened, you know, in that, in that, that jumble of, you know, progression there to kind of get to the healing journey. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't even think I would relate to Reiki the way I do these days. Um, when I first got certified to do it. Um, but it was that journey from wrestling journey to, okay, what's next to, Oh, I'm in a men's group to, Oh, I have some individual healing to do that kind of, you know, got me to having the relationship with my spirituality that I have now. It's so wild to me how, you know, you would never be able to predict that from the beginning, like while you were wrestling or, you know, you know, 10, 15 years ago (laughs) that you'd ever be at this. That's always so fascinating to hear the people's stories and how they got started and where it took them because it's, it's not linear at all. It's just Mm -hmm. really kind of cool, but it's super frustrating when you're in it sometimes. You're like, you know what? I know it's not this. I know I'm not going to be orange theory forever, but what is actually going to be next? And you're in that void. That's what makes you stronger right there. That's how you build character. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned that you you were surprised that you related to Reiki as much as you do. So I'd love to hear more about um, your your Reiki journey specifically as far as why that called you. And then, you know, for a lot of my listeners, this is could be their first introduction to ever hearing more about Reiki healing. So maybe just giving us a overview, an explanation for Mm -hmm. the beginner and then why you do relate to it as much as you do now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got certified to be a Reiki healer. It might've been in 2020, might've been during the pandemic and during the pandemics when a lot of this like kind of took place, this transition from like, okay, wrestling is done. Let me focus on this coaching business thing now. And, uh, uh, I get certified after having a friend just kind of talk to me about her doing it and how she practiced Reiki, how she like kind of had that ability. She mentioned being intuitive and some other stuff too. And I was just like, wow, that's really interesting. Like in my head, I'm just like, is that real? That's not real. real." But I like and trust this person. So like, yeah, let's try it out. Why not? And she gave me a session. And, you know, I think the, there's a there's a part of Reiki to receive it, and it's it's the being like truly and authentically open to it, you know, it yeah. working, something happening, it being able to heal you. And uh, we also say that it's not 
uh, it's the practitioner practitioner that heals you, but it's you who heals yourself. Um, mm. So in that first session, I don't know that I was as authentically open as I needed to be. I felt a little something, and I was like, oh, I thought I thought it would feel more. I was hoping to feel more, that sort of thing. Um, mm. But it was still enough to like, you know, the one part of of the session that really got me was how she could, you know feel like over like hover over my stomach and she was like you have like some pretty you know serious stomach things going on lately don't you and I I happened to at the time and not mention anything about that you know and I was yeah. kind of fine that day even you know and I was like yeah, actually I do deal with this on a fairly regular basis she's like yeah, yeah. you yeah. like if you haven't been to the doctor for that I th- really think you should go because it you know might just keep keep going that way for you. You wow. know, and, you know, I was like, okay, well, I guess I will do that. You know, and I could, and you know, got helped out a little bit. You know, wow. And uh, I was dealing with chronic stomach stuff for for years. You know, I still sometimes do, but you know, after some intervention here and there, it helped out. But you know, I knew that, but she had no reason to know that. Which I I, I just, sure. just like could she be taking a st- stab in the dark? I guess, but I you know that's I didn't feel that. That's a pretty good stab. Yeah, that's a pretty good stab. guess if she got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was very impressed by that, and I was just like, okay, there's something to this, even though like you know if I didn't feel it this first time, maybe there was just something. Maybe I wasn't doing it right. Um, so from there, I was just like, you know. What is it to be an intuitive person? Like, what it is? What is it to be a Reiki healer? And uh, I was like, like somewhat interested in in getting certified, and I didn't do anything with it. Maybe a few months later, I saw that actually a, a member and now coach, also at OTF, um, hmm. is the person who Reiki certified me, and she was just doing a, a learning online at the time, and I was like, hell yeah, I'll hop on, hop in on that. I got certified, and it was. Uh, a pretty like crazy experience. Like there's, um, you know, when we call it, you know, we call it a certification, but you know, when you're doing it, it's called an, an entombment and it's kind of like your first like interaction, like with the energy on the side of like being a practitioner and like, I'll never forget it. <laughs> um, like as soon as like we hopped into like the, the little like session to, to get attuned, like this like energy, like hit me like crazy, like no doubt felt like this like electric kind of like feeling on top of my nose like a little 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 mini lightning bolt hit me and i was wow. like holy shit like this <laughs> yeah. is something is happening um and i think the difference between that and my first time is that i was open now you know like open to to the experience and yeah. uh I had some i've had some pretty powerful reiki experiences uh since being attuned myself but you know, getting to take part in, in sharing the Reiki and such too. So um, that was up to me getting certified a little bit like about getting started, I guess, my friend being kind of inspiration behind that. Uh, but also it was like, I'm entering this coaching space. I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go. Like, if I'm even going to use this skill on anybody but myself, but like, you know, entering this space, I have a feeling like maybe it will come in handy. And I yeah. didn't really have many clients <laughs> my first like couple years of being like certified uh, until like I going through this coach thing, I was like, you know, I want to lean more towards like a, a spiritual approach, you yeah. know, and uh, once I like kind of combine those two things and at the very least with my presentation on social media and stuff like, you know, it became very apparent that, you know, 
men's coaching space and spiritual space have a, a point of intersection. Um, and at the very least, there's a lot of, you know, people who vibe with my content that also vibe with the idea of having Reiki healing. So it's something I've, you know, done more for people uh, since, uh, you know, maybe the last year or so more than I thought I was going to do because I didn't think I'd be this kind of coach, you know, with this kind of uh, approach or, you know, this kind of, um, I don't know, basket of skills, <laughs> tools, or yep. <laughs> toolbox or whatever to pull from. Um, and it being something that was desirable or something that would uh, kind of work together. And it definitely, you know, did, you know, it's, it's a way that I stand out from other coaches now too, which is uh, pretty solid. Especially That's for exactly guys. what I was thinking. Guys, yeah. you know, it's funny, you know, I think about this. <laughs> uh, guys are, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, helping people understand what Reiki is and I will. But guys like are way, way more skeptical about any of this stuff. Uh, yeah, actually my working than yeah. anyone, you know. Yep. And it's like. That's exactly okay, what I was other, thinking. other shit working for you, though? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. um you want to tell a little bit about what Reiki is for yeah, people who sure. are hearing about it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the idea with Reiki, so it's uh, you know, originally Japanese art, and uh, it's the idea that all living things have, uh, you know, connected by an energetic force, um, and your life force, your life force energy, if it is moving properly and all your chakras are balanced and in harmony, that you're probably going to be feeling pretty good and able to perform well. If you are experiencing any blockage or a slowdown of how energy normally flows, or maybe in a stoppage in a certain chakra, then you are not, you know, going to be in a point of optimized health. And you probably expect to have some, you know, emotional disturbance because of a blockage in say your heart chakra. Um, and uh, there's, you know, each chakra has some kind of physical part of your body that is associated with as well. There's an actual throat chakra. If you are blocked in your throat chakra, you may not be as expressed as you want to be. Uh, you might also literally have <laughs> physical, you know, throat pain going on mm -hmm. as well. And the idea is, a practitioner of Reiki comes in and helps your own energy move. It's like you're connected with this, this, this stream, the unseen stream of energy, and you can encourage that energy to help uh, the, the person your healing's energy move, and they can expect better outcomes in terms of uh, whatever place they may have had the blockage, et cetera. And, you know, that's all assuming those things are going on for you. I mean, imagine if you haven't had any energy work, it's likely that you probably have a little something going on. Um, and at the very least, so let's say you're not <laughs> there with all the, the energy and the esoteric kind of aspects of it. It does tend to encourage, uh, you know, stress reduction, relaxation, all that good stuff as well. Yeah. You can at least fall asleep in it, if nothing else, right? You can at least fall asleep in it. Oh, I always do. I almost always do. Yeah. <laughs> I had one, uh, I guess it was three, my first healing, it was before the pandemic, so maybe 2019. And I went into it not knowing what to expect, but just had a pull that I needed it. Nobody else had done it. It was like, mm. I don't even know how I came across it. It was just one of those weird yeah. things where it just showed itself to me. And I Googled somebody that was local and I went to see her and I remember it would just felt, I didn't know what to expect. So of course I like word vomit all this stuff. Like she's like a, 
like a psychiatrist or something. I'm like, this is all the things that are probably in my body from the past childhood, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, lady, <laughs> sure, just lay down. All right, nice. And yeah. so, I, <laughs> so I lay down and I, again, didn't know what to expect, but I just closed my eyes. I was a little nervous going into it. But as she started, I just felt, I would say probably like 10 minutes in, I just felt this wave. I actually just got goosebumps. It was like a wave from my head to my feet of all of a sudden I could feel movement in my body again instead of it just being like tight and stuck and just feeling stiff and almost how you'd feel if you just like tensed up your body right now i didn't realize i was tensing until i was no longer tensing you know yeah it was just like i had like tears but it wasn't sad it was more just like a release of tears and like my whole body just head to foot was it felt like i was in the water like i was just floating oh it was magnificent. And I just told, tried to tell as many people as possible. But like you said, you know, there's some skeptics that are not as as uh, big into the energy stuff. But I would tell any of those skeptics to get with Leroy. I'll leave his information in the bottom of the podcast and do a little session with Leroy. And we're going to see. We're going to see how that goes. Because he did one recently on Instagram before I asked him to be on the podcast. It was just like a 30 second or maybe a minute long Reiki healing. And uh I was like, oh, this is nice. It was just so good. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to experience a little bit of that later. Oh, yes. Down Leroy would be so kind. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, on that same level of being a skeptic, did you ever feel like uh, that you were making it up? Did you ever doubt your ability, your abilities as far as intuition or even healing? Like, was there a time where you were like, is this real? Like, is this really happening? No, yeah, definitely, definitely all the time, <laughs> like still, <laughs> but, you know, I, I've noticed that, um, I do it. And so when I do hands on or yeah, when I, I, I let's say hands on, so I can do distance Reiki, um, and I could do sound Reiki as well with hmm. using shaman drum and I can do hands on Reiki, which I would say if I'm saying hands on, it's in person. Uh, it may still not necessarily be touching. And if I do touch, it's light touch. Um, and I will say what I'm most sensitive to is when I am in person with somebody, uh, like I legit feel it. Like, I'm like, I'm not making anything up. I legit feel it. And you know how I'll know if, you know, it was real. I'm going to just ask them what they felt when they felt it and, you know, what was going through their bodies. And, you know, it has been very common that I mention whatever I was feeling and they can be like, yeah, I, I, I can see that or like I felt this sort of thing or I saw this sort of color. It's not always a shared like thing, what we are seeing or feeling at the same time, but that it's going on made me be like, okay. I believe in this even more, yeah. you know, and yeah. the more people were having more powerful reactions after their sessions um, or having just like amazing days after their sessions or the days after their sessions, um, the more I was confident that, okay, it's something, you know, it's doing something. And yeah, yeah I can't necessarily explain all of it. And I don't feel like I need to, you know what I mean? Right. You know, I felt yep. it, they felt it. They feel better. They're having a better week, better day, better weeks to come because of, you know, the work they did today. Like I'm, sure. I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah. And it's not your job to explain it to anybody or, you know, try to get them on board. Mm -hmm. It's just always, it's, I think for me, I did, 
a lot over the past couple of years with learning how to channel and being open to channeling. And I have a whole religious background as a child. So I was taught that channeling's the devil and we're going to talk to all these demons and like all of this <laughs> stuff, you know? So it's, it's, I had a very extreme point of view, but yet it was one of those things where it kind of just kept showing up and kept showing up. And, yes. and so I had to really let a lot of that go, but it's the same thing. It's like, you can only be skeptical for so long until it really starts to work and you start to know things mm-hmm. and you're like, there's no reason for me to know that or feel that or see that, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's cool, but it's just, it's just still something I guess I'm getting used to. I don't know. Still working on it. Work in progress. You know, I think the most important thing with this kind of stuff, if you feel like you're a person who's like more tuned in than others are, or like, you know, intuitive or, you know, see things, hear things, that may actually be like valuable information for you, actionable information for you or somebody who's nearby, you know, the, the decision you get to make is like, if I like allow this to be real for myself, am I benefiting from it? You know, or am I blocking something out that I'm feeling for the benefit of really of others to not think I'm crazy, <laughs> like, or whatever, you know, if you're just blocking this stuff out that, and, and you feel crazy because you know, you feel it, you know, you see it, you know, you hear it. And the only reason you're not just allowing it in and letting it be true and real for you is because of what others perception might be. I'm like, that's definitely a great indication to just like, let that shit go. And uh, just let the stuff come in, you know, and you don't, and just know, you don't need to tell, anybody about it you know you tell everybody about it maybe tell somebody you trust about it but for yourself let it be real and mm. in terms of like sharing that gift or whatever like that's a different conversation and you know getting there is a different conversation but let it in for yourself and know like just just play around with the idea of like no that's not crazy and mm. yeah they can judge you they don't understand it like what can you bring to your life using this gift of yours mm-hmm. and if you want to help other people with it okay <laughs> just know that some people aren't going to get it. They will never get it. And there's still people probably even amongst those people that you can help. So it's worth it. Definitely worth it. I feel like my spirit guides are whispering in your ear right now. I'm telling you what to tell me. They're just, <laughs> oh, there you go. They they're, just they're just bringing it out on pod. That's that sounds, that sounds like them. Uh, that's so true though. It's because it, even, even for where I'm at and I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself an expert. Uh, but I do feel like it's something I've, I've shared a little bit about on the podcast and on my Instagram, but because of that, I've had people have that same conversation. So I think that will be really helpful. It's kind of, where do you start once you realize that this is, this might be a thing, like what do mm-hmm. you do next? Do you wait for something to fall into your lap? Do you just kind of hold on to it? And and who do you talk to about it? Because it is kind of kind of weird in a mainstream kind of sense, not with your yeah. people, but you know, initially you ha- you've yeah. been told that it should be weird is how I should put that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to process that on your own. So I really like the way that you put that. Thank you very much. I think <laughs> that, uh, I think that Instagram and TikTok, it's like now it's almost impossible to not have friends that like you can connect with over this stuff yeah. and maybe they're not in real life yet. And there's plenty of people in real life. I feel like more and more people are like, you know, waking up and knowing like, I don't have to do life the way that I've always told I have to do life. Like I don't mm-hmm. have to believe the things that I don't, but people have always told me we're, we're fake or bullshit or the devil or whatever. Like I can believe what I want to believe. And I have plenty of my people like out there, you know, and you just got to kind of find them and internet like is good and it's supportive. And there's plenty of people in person just got to, you know, maybe have to go do things and meet people, which yeah. I guess I've done a little <laughs> bit of to, to help me myself have more of that, that nourishment in my life. 
Yeah. Um, but you got to get out there to do it. <laughs> how did you find your men's group? Did you like, did you Google it or did you have a friend that was in it or how'd you find that? <laughs> I just Googled it. And <laughs> um, so at the time it was called Samurai Brotherhood and I Googled men's group and it was like something. And then it was Samurai Brotherhood. And I was like, well, Samurai Brotherhood just sounds really cool. So I'm just going <laughs> to go with that one. I don't know the difference anyway. And if I hate it, I'll go to a different one. Uh, yeah. We changed the name since uh, to something that's just a little bit more in alignment with, uh, you know, the global brand that they want it to be and less appropriate and whatnot. And um, it's, uh, it's a different name now, but it's just like funny to me. Every time I tell the story, I'm just like, yeah, I joined it because it was just like, oh, yeah, samurais are cool. <laughs> like, was that the point they, behind the name? Was, it like a, was there a deeper point. meaning? Because I would I think did, that works. You know, uh, we use like, you know, terms like like Ronin and Captain and it's always like referring to like a squad of like, you know, uh, samurai going on a mission and stuff. And we still have the terminology like internally uh, for like how it operates. And I don't think they were like trying to draw people in because like samurai is just a cool like idea um, or just a cool word. But the idea of like the brotherhood that that a, a squad is, you know, we call it call our group uh, or our, you know, our section of our group a squad. So yeah uh, yeah great 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 thing i'm you know kind of went from being a participant in the group to being like the the lieutenant in the group now captaining my own group online and uh making a new group here in chicago to um be an in-person squad so really looking forward to, cool. to that yeah yeah did you did you would you say you use that as kind of your jumping off point to becoming a coach or was it simultaneous where you were seeing like, Oh, I love how this feels. I want this for more people. Yeah. Yeah. Simultaneous. And it's, it's ebbed and flowed. It's like, it was the first, like the first like niche that I ever like fully clearly defined. And I went, did it for a while. Uh, and I realized that I'm like, I hate this. Men don't want to do this work. Men don't want to change. Men want to like have their excuses, you know? And I was like, let me play around with this. So I, I don't even remember what my niches in the middle of coming back to men were. Um, but it, you know, I changed my idea about who I wanted to help, how I wanted to help them multiple times before I came back to men. And I'm just like, no, I'm supposed to be doing this work. Like absolutely supposed to be doing this work. Uh, and honestly, this, the, 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 like kind of going on that path is the same thing that led me to like, and let me, I need to be using Reiki more, like to help people out more, you know? Um, and I can say a little bit of story about this because it's, it's like funny and demonstrating community. Um, I early last year got involved in a astrology community for the first time. And because mm. I just wanted to learn more about it, I wanted to use it to help, you know, again, optimize my life. And um, like, I'm just taken in by this awesome online community that uh, I was maybe one of two like guys who were regularly involved. It was just a community of women. Um, and, uh, we kind of had a few different, you know, workshops and things. And one of them was like, you know, really nailing down your niche and, you know, using astrology, using cards and all the stuff, all that stuff pointed That's me cool. back to working to, with men, you know, um, no and a few other like things were like work with men with sound. And that got me back on the drum uh, using Reiki with the drum to, you know, really promote healing in that way. So that was all from like going into a community of my people that I found online specifically for astrology. That was so funny because again, these communities are filled with women and guys who are just like, yeah, no, that doesn't work. But fantasy football works. <laughs> you know? 
Um, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been, yeah, it's been an evolution of sorts. <laughs> That's really funny. I actually love fantasy football for the record, but you're starting out there. <laughs> but I also believe in spiritual things too. So I, I believe in yeah, the end. There you go. <laughs> but I, that's like, that is, uh, I'm a, I'm a little jealous in a sense. I definitely feel some envy. I love how your path has unfolded, but I really feel like as I'm just kind of processing this out loud for myself, I really feel like I have struggled with allowing myself to to really feel the gifts and really acknowledge that I have the gifts. And so it makes a ton of sense that this path has not rolled out as clearly for me because I'm like, no, I'm not ready. You know, so yeah. thank you for for this mm-hmm. podcast episode because you're helping helping me um, think get the ball, of get course. The, the, the smoke coming out of my ears. But I want to talk about this, about this uh, men's mental health coach role. Is that what you, mm-hmm. that's your formal title? Yep. Yeah. I think, I think that is like, for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I understand that a hundred percent. You know, it's evolving. It's always evolving. Yep. It's, it's, I can tell you once we talked about it and I gave it some thought and, and talked and started thinking about what we were going to talk about on the pod that it was uh, there is, I have majority women who listen to this podcast. I still have some, some men as well. Um, and uh, I think that it is a necessary topic. And I, I was thinking about, I love my husband dearly, but I was thinking about uh, especially spiritual journey and how he supported me, but always from a distance, like, yeah, that sounds really great for you. Like, I'm really glad you like it, but we'll keep it over there. You know, that kind of thing. And I know that's not your specific topic, but I was thinking of globally for the women listening that there's probably some um, ways that they might feel that they could better support, let's say this the nice way, how they can better support their significant others on their spiritual or healing journey of their own. How would you say that you would normally help men with that? Or what advice would you give to the ladies to be able to do that? Or significant others, I should say. Yeah. Um, and by support, you mean how to uh, push them in the direction of doing some <laughs> <laughs> some self uh, improvement work that uh, they actually believe in something along those lines, maybe, maybe a little push. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's a, it's a deep question. I think in terms, number one thing you can do is continue your own self work and just fucking share about it. Like, yeah. you know, it should be so much space, uh, hopefully, and in your relationship and any healthy relationship to be like, you know, I'm doing these these things and they're making me feel this way and have these results and uh, just so happy and I want to share that with you, you know, and, and that's all it has to be about. Um, I do think there is a role that each partner has in a relationship to kind of, you know, have some part of themselves that their partner's inspired by, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I think in uh it sounds like you know if you're listening to this podcast you probably <laughs> have some value around growth and growth is an amazing shared value and uh you know i think any you know partner that's seeing their partner grow is going to be inspired by that so that's got to be number one um next kind of thing to kind of maybe encourage him along the path is you know being so there's a there's a role right and and you know when you talk about the masculine and the feminine those sort of ideas and the the idea of holding space so if you as his partner can be a tremendous space holder for him uh someone that 
he knows he can truly uh, come to in a vulnerable way, um, that's going to be really important. So showing that you can be solid in those times uh, that he maybe needs you, needs an ear. Um, and from that position, you kind of have something where it's like, baby, I think you should talk to somebody. And I don't think it needs to be like a therapist or something. But I think, you know, talking to another guy about these things, someone who might have uh, shared experiences, somebody who is also possibly going through the same stuff and not telling anybody uh, would be helpful. So encouraging him to move towards having a guy, at least one man who he can have those type of conversations that he's been having with you uh, with. Because you know, this, the relationship as a space, as a place where, you know, the listening happens, where the support happens, you know, where the, the hugs happen when it's needed is great. But to do the work that he might need to do, you know, to go the level he might need to go to, to, um, you know, improve those areas of his life, maybe that's not not meant to be in the relationship itself. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. that stuff could have to do with how he's showing up in the relationship. There's a level he can't go with you without, For sure. you know, feeling like he might, you know, what he might feel like he might put the relationship in jeopardy, you know, yeah. or a level of conversation he can't have with you because it's not like ready yet, you know. Yeah. It has to be, you know, you know, kind of put in a place where it's like, okay, now I am empowered to have this conversation with my wife. Uh, so if you kind of like are a good space holder for him, but are gently just like, you know, what if you talk to such and such about it? Or I like your friend, you know, such and such, he seems to be a good listener. You know, that encouragement, um, gentle encouragement, I think is is a way that you're going to like really help support your man. And uh, it's important that work be done with other guys because of the whole space holder thing. Um, if you think about, and if people don't know the, the term space holder, the person who's listening, the person who's just going to receive what's coming from the other person, someone who's actively listening, someone who's letting it be a safe space because they're not judging them. Uh, mm-hmm. And in, in, in that safe space, you can, can bring up your challenges. And the ability to do that with another man, the ability to go and, and have those level of conversations is, you know, really what's going to keep him going to the next thing. So one guy, then maybe that's like, okay, maybe I go, go to a men's group. And from the group, it's like, you know, a lot of guys, once they've been in the men's group long enough, are like, okay, now I'm ready to go talk yeah. to a therapist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you can be part of that that funnel of sorts, like, you know, my girlfriend to my really good buddy who's also like, you know, talking about his emotions to maybe a group to maybe therapy. Um, you get to kind of like push it along along the path that way. How do you and, bridge the gap? How do you bridge the gap from the yeah. from the girlfriend to talking to the guys? Because I feel like yeah. I've, this is like flashing in my head of scrolling Instagram. And it's like it, Trey Kennedy does a whole skit on it, which I don't know if you know, but he's a funny comedian usually makes fun I don't, of women. I don't, but yeah, so he <laughs> so he he does this whole skit about like guys going to their friend's house and, you know, it's coming back to their wife and being in the wife being like, Hey, how's Johnny? And he's like, Oh, you mean J bone? Yeah, he's good. Well, how's his wife? I don't know. How's his kids? Didn't he just have a baby? I, what's the baby's name? I don't know. And it's like, those are, so they leave and they go somewhere for hours and they talk about nothing and they come nothing. back and I'm like, yeah. how do you not know? I ask questions to my husband all the time. Mm. I'm like, how did you not want to ask that question? Like, how does that not come up? So how do you bridge? How do you create that, that in-between space? Guys, as they get older, 
isolate more and more and more. And even if they're going with their friends, hanging out for a few hours, they are emotionally isolated the entire time. Yes. If they're coming with nothing. If you ask them about the time and they, they have nothing about you know, their, their, their hub, their buddy's like wife, if you, you know, ask about them, if they have nothing to report back on, what are they talking about? They're drinking and watching the game and like, you know, making comments on this thing that doesn't ultimately doesn't matter. Guys do not have, you know, conversations of, you know, breaking down to the next level with each other either, which I, which is why I was like, okay, well, having that with your girlfriend, I had a great talk with someone about this on, a, on Instagram Live recently. And I was like, yeah, talking with your girlfriend can be a great starting point. And part of the girlfriend, like helping him is like, you know, nudging him onto another like guy also at some point, you know? And you can't really push a guy into doing this. Like, not really. Like, he's yeah. going to need to get to, and currently, this is my current like idea of it. Like, he's going to need to get to a point where he is finally realized is this the life that i you know wanted to live when i was you know whatever age am i actually happy is this marriage actually it or wife comes in and tells him it's done and now boom lost everything loses the favorite job boom lost everything like shit seems to need to blow up for a lot of guys for them to be like okay now i know that i'm not okay and i need to start to take some action to be yeah. okay yeah. And um, that that's unfortunate truth of it, which is why those those little things like the, the way you can support him best if he's not like really, you know, taking action on the ways that he's not OK is to support in those little ways. Show yourself going through your healing and and and, and doing what you need to do to be better from the stuff from your past that might inspire him being there for him. Um, in a reasonable amount of way, let him, you know, say his things and just encourage him like, yo, talking's great and I love to listen to you. What if you talk to such and such if, if he has such people in his life? And he might not. Um, and maybe, you know, you encourage him discovering it to, you know, maybe push the conversation a little bit. Maybe you even ask him like, do you ever wish you and your buddies talked about deeper things, <laughs> you know, um, you know, like a real like, hey, like you didn't ask, you didn't ask about such and such. Why, why don't you guys talk about that stuff? Like make it a real question and just see, you know, and I have a feeling like it's, it's going to be like, yo, we just don't really talk about that stuff. We just don't yep. really talk about it. But it's I think it's so important that that they do. And the ultimate like person is going to make him realize that he needs to. It's going to be himself once he like kind of gets to that point. You know, you, you know, leading in the relationship in that way is a great place to be. You know, if you do see somebody who on, on the ground that might be interesting to him for whatever reason, that's outside of, you know, the message of like, hey, guys, you need to be in the group because of this. You know, if he does respect, uh, you know, former pro wrestler, fitness coach, like who can whoop ass and like, you know, go there with his feelings. Like, then you say, Hey, look, like this is that guy. I've got a Reiki client because of that. Cause I was a pro wrestler. He knew like, Oh, Oh, a pro wrestlers like into this. Mm-hmm. You can be traditionally masculine man and be into these things. And it's not even a thought that he really like acknowledges in that way, but there's right. a level of like, I can believe this or respect this more because a guy yeah. like similar to things that I'm interested in, or, you know, I, I see, you know, similarities between us 
like I see that he like buys into this. Okay, maybe I can try it out. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be like those kind of things. You know, my kind of like (laughs) philosophy with this is like when I first started, my niece was first man. And I was like, nope, 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 can't do it. These guys don't want to do this shit. Um, And moving to today, it's like, why don't I just like worry about the guys who will do it, who do want to do it, Yeah, be there for them. And the real thing is to just be an example by living it, you know, you know, I personally feel like as men, as everyone really, but there's this whole like thing about like, you know, really being centered with your purpose and like being on your, 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 the, your purpose, like really being that guiding light. And like, that's like so drilled in for men so much so that they really don't know it. They're just trying to protect, provide whatever the fuck. And that is Mm -hmm. like what they're trying to, trying to do is, is, is be a purpose, like have that purpose. Um, so much of that is taking responsibility for your life so that you can be that. So I've chosen part of my purpose to take responsibility for the state of masculinity in the world. And how do I do that? Like my work is part of that, but me being who I am and hopefully that seeming like an inspirational example is very much part of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so it's like, just be <laughs> who you are, be the most healed version of you, be the, happiest like most purpose-filled version of you and hope that others follow suit so i'm going to say that's number one for every single human alive if we want to like you know help help folks move in a better direction so as a partner like hell yeah i'm doing that and i think you know women can lead from there too Mm. yeah do you would you say uh, when is a when is an appropriate time because i know it wouldn't be a good like hey listen to this podcast today and leroy's there like why don't you go be in leroy's group but there's probably a a a gentle way we could like like you know swoosh that in there so that's the word i was looking for but you know what i mean just like slide it uh (laughs) what where where is a good place for them to find you like when when is the moment where it's like hey check out what leroy did you even know because i that's that's actually what came across my mind was i was thinking like what you do is so um impactful but i would think that most guys most guys and i hate to generalize like that but that's just how i feel that most guys wouldn't mm-hmm. google men's group mm-hmm. for stuff mm-hmm. they would love it if they were forced mm-hmm. into it it'd probably be amazing because who doesn't want more yeah. cool friends that they can be open and vulnerable with but most guys don't want to admit that they want to be open and vulnerable so here we go chasing yeah. our tail but like yeah. to get them into that point where you are the, the right person for them like what is that next how do they, how does that, how is that, what's that transition? I know you know where I'm going with that. Mm, 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 mm. Absolutely. I think about this all the time and they're like, hashtags, search engine optimization, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. no man is searching for this. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Like, like, what do I do? What do I put in there? Um, I think like, you football, know, again, fantasy football. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm starting to, you know, the, the hashtag game is, is getting real. You know, yeah. like I'm just like oh, physical fitness, workout tips, advice for men, dating. They'll search dating, you know, definitely yeah, gotta come at there the you dating go. angle. No, you're uh, withhold sex. That's what you guys start to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll get them. You can have sex again when you get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... You know, what kind of language would a guy use that uh, you, you, you probably know when he's going through something. If he has a major life event happen that you see causes a shift in him. Absolutely. Like those those are easy layups to be like, yo, have you thought about like, you know, I know you said you don't want to do therapy. 
I saw that this men's group is happening, you know, March 14th at 6.30 p.m. That's the next one that I'm having. Nice. <laughs> uh, is it virtual you know, too? I, no, it'll be in person. It'll be in person. It's like kind of a small kind of uh, like a introduction to here's what a, being in a circle is kind of like. And we're not going to go like crazy. You don't have to tell me about all your trauma, but let's talk about some 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 conversations you're not having with your buddies on Sunday while you're watching the game or whatever. Um, but, you know, some big thing happens like, hey, I know you want to do therapy, but like there's this group here like. It looks like it's just guys. You can go talk as little as much as you want. Maybe you just want to check it out. Um, you know, something like that. Uh, but that's easy. Those are the layups. Those are the places the guys know that, okay, it's okay to cry for, for this and nothing else, <laughs> But uh, which isn't true. But those are the layups. So what other, like, indicators did you see in your guy possibly that you're like, oh, he is possibly going through a little something, you know, if work is tough. If you notice, like, you know, have noticed some sort of decline in part of his life, you know, how's he sleeping? Like if he start, was going to the gym and now he's just done with it, like something happened, something shifted. Um, and I don't know that you go directly to fix it with a, like, oh, look at this, this group opportunity. But if you can just notice those things in your guy, like really like see, try to feel what he's going through, then that might be like, okay, I do have this opening to insert it. And, you know, I, I just think if you have a relationship where, you know, like a, a culture of feedback of some sort, uh, you know, if you have like that weekly time where it's like we have this conversation uh, to see, like, how am I doing in a relationship? Like, are you feeling how are you feeling about stuff? Do you ever want to, you know, do you have anything you want to say, you know, or any things you need to air out for the week? I think that is such a healthy practice. And I think that is a place where you can like, you know, really learn to feel what's going on with him. The problem is like, if guys are suppressing their emotions, like you will be unable to feel them. And if you're unable to feel them, that's another indicator that, okay, here's where you get to tell him a little something and uh, hopefully move, help him move in a, in a direction of sorts. Um, I think like really my biggest takeaway from what I just kind of spewed out there was like that environment of feedback. If you have an environment of feedback, an environment where you're safe to just say something you've noticed over a course of time, maybe not every time you see him, you know, have a dip in behavior or whatever, like it's not always like a, a cause for alarm, but if you're seeing some sort of pattern, like a pattern is there that as a partner, you're probably going to see a pattern that's there for him that depending on his level of, you know, doing any work, he may or may not notice and is important for you to, to kind of point out. So I think if, if you see such a pattern that is like signifying some sort of like downward trend for him um, or like really noticing he's not OK, that's probably great time to be like, I noticed this thing or here's this guy on Instagram, like it made me think of when you said this to me, um, maybe, maybe he'll have some more helpful content, like looking for those things. I think that's always going to come off as like, oh, this woman loves me and just wants me to be okay. And yes, I did say that. I did say I was feeling like that, or I did say this thing that might make her think like this is uh, relevant for me. Um, yeah, I think those are good places to be. Yeah, I think that's really helpful because it's, uh, you know, we we want to help too. We want to be a part of it. It's teamwork makes the dream work. So if there's ways that we can be yeah. a better supportive partner, I think that's helpful for everybody too. So thank you mm -hmm. for that. Of course. <laughs> so I think it would be really cool if you would be open to it that we could maybe do like a small Reiki healing. What do you think? 
Definitely. It's a little baby one. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Just see if, if we can get, you know, people get a little taste for it, see how they feel about it. And maybe they can call you for the full, for the, for the bad mamma jamma, the whole thing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. um, we can do that. We can, uh, I'm going to give a brief disclaimer before we get started. If you are driving or doing something where, you know, operating heavy machinery, something where it would be unsafe for you to close your eyes and put yourself into a relaxed state, I ask that you fast forward through these next couple of minutes and come back to it when you're in a place where you can do so. But it's enjoyable, so it's worth your time. Even if you can't do it right now, make sure you come back and listen, but safety first. Okay, let's go. Hop off. Uh, or hop on mute, I guess. And uh, I just kind of would, uh, if I was uh, having a session with someone, I would, uh, you know, just tell them to, you know, have a seat, chill out, be in a comfortable position. If this was a uh, distance, otherwise it'd be laying down on a nice little massage bed or whatever. Uh, and you just kind of close your eyes, tune in as if you were meditating. Start to slow your breathing down and through the nose, about four counts in, about four counts out hanging out there. And uh, as you just kind of drop into that state a little bit, I need to tune in to the energy. So I kind of drop into a similar state. And as you're dropping in, imagine any places you're feeling tension, just kind of breathe to those places. And imagine as you exhale, the tension is releasing more and more. And I'll be silent here for a moment as I tune in. This part in the session would probably have a little music. And we don't right now. And that's all right. Just breathe. start to just share some of the energy and this will work you know obviously we're recording the podcast this will work if you're listening to the podcast after the fact because reiki does not know time or space i can send it in the past and the future heal situations that happened Send good energy to situations that haven't yet. And we can kind of record with it and say, person listening to this can receive this energy. And you just keep on breathing. Notice any sensations you might have. lesson earlier here it is not me doing the healing it's you facilitating or maybe i'm facilitating a bit with energy coming to you so you can help 
move your energy. Just a reminder to you that whether you're tuned or not, you are connected to this energy, you use it all the time. Just bringing awareness to it. And of course, one of the many ways that your body, your emotions, your mind, your spirit has all it needs. to feel good, to take care of yourself. Sometimes you might need a little, a little nudge, a little push, a little help, as we all do. But generally, you have all you need. And just a little sample today, so you can continue to sit, breathe, stay in that space for a moment, and I will tune out of the energy. And that was good. Thank you. <laughs> that was so nice. My, yeah, my <laughs> legs. My legs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. The, but it was like, it was mm. at the beginning, my legs were like, they, I could just feel the energy flowing through. And then I started getting the full circle. My back's been bothering me. So I was trying to like send some healing to my lower back, which actually feels pretty loose right now. I'm not going to lie. There we go. There we go. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, it is. It is like magic, but like yeah. magic is real. So there we go. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> I have... Loved this time with you. I'm going to ask you one last question and then let you go yeah. because I've kept you for a long time. So thank you so much. What a lot of people that listen to the podcast are newer to their spiritual journey and, or mm. maybe are spiritually curious, if you will. So mm. what advice would you have for somebody who maybe is just starting out on their spiritual journey? Mm. Um, don't be afraid. So I think, um, you know, spiritual practitioners, healers, et cetera. They all have, uh, I think the, that the collective's moving in a different direction, like kind of moving away from this, but this is the whole love and light thing. Um, and know that yes, and really at the source of it all is being love, sharing love. Um, you know, if, if we're able to be that, uh, all things are are going to be better for everyone. Uh, mm -hmm. But know that on that individual journey, on the way to being able to simply be love, it's a, a dark place. You're going to get beat up. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun a lot of the time. Um, and at the on the other side of it, you know what you get is a hundred percent worth it. So know that with, with many things, with almost all things, those periods of discomfort come and those periods of discomfort, of darkness, of getting beat up, um, they lead to something better. So yeah. do not shy away from it. Every time I shied away from it, I ended up back there anyway. Yeah. You really <laughs> like, can if you want to. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. Okay. All right. We're going to do this thing right this time, you know? Uh, so don't shy away from, don't shy away from the darkness. Um, really, 
the 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 spoiler is your darkness is how you access your greatest light you know yeah. and love your darkness as much as you love your light and you're gonna win the game so if you remember that like oh my god of all the times i could go back and just if i told myself that like whoo be off to the races now you know i know and i feel good now i feel like i have momentum now i feel like i'm doing what i like to do now but it's like oh man like if i knew that then taking off yeah so you know i darkness. feel like i had i had this conversation with a friend that's on the same lines today it's like even if you knew what you knew now then would you have listened to yourself then because then you know it's oh, like oh, sometimes yeah. you kind of just got to go through it <laughs> You're like, yeah i would have known i would dealt with that shit but yeah it's it's <laughs> it's uh it's the struggle is real but it just makes you especially i think in the coaching line of work it makes you that much stronger because you've been through it you understand mm-hmm. what it what it feels like to be there and so it's it's your gift to be able to help other people walk through that too so i think that's super powerful sounds really absolutely good. absolutely Leroy, you're the bomb uh how do people get in touch with you what what uh i'll put it in the in the notes too but just maybe if you can just tell them if they want more leroy in their life which by the way do you ever do meditations you have the best meditation voice have you ever recorded oh, the meditation I've considered it. I I'll, I'll get I'll get on with it. I will. I will. I'll yeah. get there. Yeah, <laughs> and then share yeah. it. So I'll share it with my people. That would be good. Start Absolutely. a YouTube channel or something. But yeah, for things you yeah. have going on right now, how do how do people get more Leroy in their life? Yeah, yeah. So right now I have uh, my uh, confidence and connection course available for men who are you know kind of just getting into the journey. It's an eight-week course uh, where they're going to essentially grow more confident in who they are in themselves and in their their masculinity and really embracing that. And through that, uh, learn to connect deeper with their partner, with their friends, with their family, and really all of their relationships. So I'm really excited to have that going now. Uh, in terms of reaching out to me and being, you know, hopping into a group or possibly even the course at Roy Flash Gordon on Instagram, where I put most of my content most consistently. And I have a, a second page on uh, TikTok and uh, YouTube, Sovereign Souls Men's Work, which is tough mm. to spell. So just go to at Roy Flash Gordon. Uh, <laughs> Sovereign's to, a tough to one, get, yeah. To get links to all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, that's that's where you'll find me most of the time. And you said you have another group starting on the 16th? Yeah. So on the 14th, I have 14th. Uh, my next kind of uh, free event for men to come in, just have a little taste of what it is to sit in a men's circle. Uh, and these free events will happen the next couple months, building to development of an in-person group here in Chicago. I'm looking to have that first meeting in May. So look out for a few free events leading up to that. Cool. I love yeah. it. I love this for you. Mm-hmm. It's it's the It's... Uh, such a gift when people who are just totally in their their knowingness of who they are and they're confident in it and they're able to share it with the world. There's just that energy that's just magnetic mm-hmm. and you totally have that right now. So I'm so grateful that you mm-hmm. were willing to uh, share some time with myself and my listeners and I hope they enjoy this as much as I did. So thank you. Thank you so much, Christy. I hope you all enjoy it and uh, maybe I'll pop on again someday. That would be nice. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you. Uh, take Bye. care. Thanks for listening to the Christy Says Things podcast. If you like these vibes, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to spend more time together, you can find me over at Christy Says Things on Instagram or at Christy Lynn Gomez. See you right here next week for another new episode. 